With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of Pussology. I am Justin Goodrum, joined with Matt Thomas in person. What's up? In effect. High five. <laughs> <laughs> we are in person. We First are. time in a while, man. Right. How was the trip? How you doing? Good. Back in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at least for the week. Hot wildfire, so it's like I never left. So, yes, it, it is scorching, man. <laughs> scorching for sure. Um, quick housekeeping, I guess, and, and then we can jump into this a little bit more. We are part of the Off the Glass Network. You can check out otgbasketball.com to see our page, along with pages of some of the other great podcasts that we had. Recently, we had um, a guest from the Celtics Lab podcast, and we had uh, Dr. Justin Quinn, that is. Yep. Shout out to him. And we had Kyle Russell from one of my favorite podcast titles of the Off the Glass Network, Heater's Gonna Heat. He was on the show to wrap up the Heat series with us. So check those interviews out if you haven't haven't had a chance. But Justin, today we have a lot of playoff stuff to catch up on. Any other housekeeping items before we get started? No, uh, that's it. Just, uh, you know, we have our archive that's on all of our podcasting platforms and YouTube as well. With all of our guests ranging, you know, sneaker culture nfts um if you just want to kind of get a you know a recap of kind of what the teams have been going through during the pandemic we have um, a lot of um insider interviews um not to mention the most recent two like matt was mentioned um covering the miami heat and boston celtics both interesting interviews so kind of check that out if you want to know what went wrong with those teams um they provide some great insight awesome so let's go ahead and jump right into it today we are Basically, just recapping what's gone on in round two. There's been a lot of things that I think have gone according to how you and I mentioned that, that we'll get to. And then, yeah, a lot of surprises, too. So first series, I'm going to say, registers as a surprise to both of us. I did have the Suns picked in the series. Justin, I think you had Denver in I seven, did. which I don't think was an unreasonable pick, you know, when this series got started. But just to recap, we are three games in. Game four is later tonight. So it's the 13th. It's in the afternoon. Full disclosure, the Bucks and Nets are playing right now, you guys. So we're kind of going to leave them till the end of this podcast so we can give you as much uh, on that series as we can. But anyway, Suns, Denver. So game one, all three games went to Phoenix. Game one, 122 to 105. Game two, 123 to 98. And uh, game three, 116 to 102. So really not extremely close in any of these games it, it seems phoenix just has denver's number uh, or maybe denver is is just too tired and, and doesn't have enough left in the tank i know i believe it was after game two mike malone had some comments i don't know if you saw them about he won't tell you um i'm paraphrasing what he's saying here but he said guys Nikola won't tell you, Jokic won't tell you, but he's exhausted. The man is is exhausted from basically carrying this team through the playoffs at this point. Do you think this is a case where it's it's just a matchup issue? Do you think it's 
the Nuggets really are that tired. What what kind of are your thoughts on this series so far? Uh, a little bit of both, and I also think Chris Paul's been a huge difference. I mean, look at the. I mean, he's yeah. a serious leader. He's been amazing. Um, I mean, twenty one points from Chris Paul, who you know he, sometimes he can count on his scoring. He likes to score, but just because of his injury past, you can't really count on it. But his stats are you know off the charts. It's a massive um, factor in this series, and. It's going to be very interesting, especially if the Suns move on, whether it's a sweep or, you know, they have to get it done in, you know, a couple more games. What is Chris Paul's legacy going to be um, from this, you know, from this run here? Because this can kind of really define his career right here. This is kind of it. The Lakers are out. All the other teams, I would say, are beatable. I mean, I mean, there, there's no like undisputed favorite. And then, you know, what happened in the you know Brooklyn Nets series with Kyrie Irving, which we'll get to later on. I mean, yeah, the door might be open. Yeah, the door is open right here. This, I mean, Chris Paul wants the title. Here it is. Um, so that's what's standing out to me in, in terms of the Joker. Um, I feel bad for him in one instance. You know, not having Jamal Murray, that's huge, right? And I've always said this, and I think it's true. You can't win a title with one guy. It's impossible. Yeah, especially in today's NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 impossible, and really, really any era, especially yeah. you know, starting from the '80s, you you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right with his exhaustion; it's just too much. Unfortunately, I expect a little bit more from Denver, not to get almost in a threat of being swept. Yeah, I think me too. That's gonna look bad on the Joker's legacy. At the same time, he's not scrutinized as other players, so it's a situation in which, let's say, they get swept. I don't know if this will stick, mm-hmm. um, unless he's just gonna get consistently swept, you know, in years down the line. But as of now, um, you know, if unfortunately if they were to lose, I don't think this is going to um, hurt his legacy too much, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, getting to it. Um, you're right. I just think the the physical tax on his body is just it's too much. Um, I, but I thought with Denver and basically their personnel, I thought it'd be a more like closer matchup. But uh, you know, it's proven wrong. Um, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, you'd expect more out of Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, He's kind of been contained by Phoenix and, and their defense that we talked about yeah. last week that that has really impressed since that Lakers series. Um, so. I, I have seen a lot of criticism on Jokic online. Hmm. Um, and I, I think part of that has to do with a lot of people didn't really consider him the MVP, which I think is weird and unfortunate. You know, it, it makes really me wonder. Exactly. It makes right. me wonder how much these people were yeah. paying attention or if, you know, it's just some kind of home cooking thing. They want their guy from their well, team. He's a foreign player. It's not popular. Some things working against him from like a optics point of view. Yeah, from my point of view, though, I I really, I this the sweep is unfortunate if that happens later tonight when they they face off for Game Four. But I still, Jokic has been doing everything he can. He's been slowed down a little bit, maybe from both the defense and that exhaustion that we mentioned. But yeah. I mean, like Game Three, he had. 32 20 and 10 i think yeah. it was i mean what what else can the guy do so to me this isn't anything close to like maybe a comparable first round nowitzki gets sure. beat by the eight seed warriors you know i, I yeah, can't even remember bad. what year that was That's but, true. uh over 10 years ago that happened and i don't remember that really sticking with him 
At well, least my records did it. He made up for it, but for sure. He got criticized a lot in the moment. I but. guess years later, right? I'm sure in the moment, of course, right? I mean, that was history. But I guess before he won the title, was it like, hey, you lost in the first round? Was it like a thing, like, you know, nicknames made for him or just like, hey, Dirk, you can't, you know. I, I don't I, remember nicknames, but I think it was but, like kind of that like okay, maybe that European gotcha. stereotype. Maybe. Like okay. these European players are weak and they can't Understood. get it done. Which okay. Obviously, we're way past that now. Sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, but makes sense. It was mostly in the moment. I think okay. he, he yeah. got it off his back when he beat the Heat sure. for sure. And then some. I mean, he got okay. a lot of props for that. And everyone loves Dirk now. Uh, I guess point being like, I, I don't see Jokic taking the PR hit that Nowitzki so. took in that moment. Yeah, great. Um, anything else on that series? Um, I don't, other than like, again, the the doors open for the Suns. I'm, I'm yeah. happy to see that the bubble wasn't a fluke. Yeah. That's what I uh, really enjoyed that, like, there ain't no um, run there. Um, and it didn't make the playoffs. So right. They just missed they it. They just missed but they it. They did everything they could. They did. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't like any kind of like, hey, this is some kind of bubble it led to something in this season hopefully they remain a power and also with chris paul i, I heard he wants a max contract so this is kind of like a guarantee he's going to get the max contract so i, I think so yeah, yeah even yeah. though i i wouldn't want to, in spite of how great he is sure. just with his age and his position That's i true. wouldn't want to be on the bill for that but i think you have to if you're the Suns. Yeah. and yeah to your point about the bubble i i think the eight no created the momentum for them to then yeah. sign chris paul or, or convince him to be happy being there. Um, I've got another question for you about the Suns as I knock the camera here, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but I'll save it for after this next series. Okay. So let's quickly talk about the Jazz Clippers, the other series we have going in the West. This is the one-four matchup, and you know this is another one where I guess in in both cases here we're kind of surprised in the West because we have the Jazz up two games to one. I had picked the Clippers in six. Um, Justin, I think you had echoed that same pick. I think so. Uh, so so we're a little bit surprised because I think both you and I thought that Kawhi and Paul George, well, maybe mostly Kawhi, were going to rise to the occasion here. The home team still has not lost a game in this series, so still could very well be in line with our predictions, just taking a little longer to get there. But just to recap the games for you guys real quick as far as the scores and, and what the trends were in those games – First game, very close, 112 to 109, Utah. This was a game that was very entertaining. Utah trailed in the first half and then was able to come back, had a monster third quarter where it was like 34 to 19 or something in that in that quarter split. And the Jazz come back and win that game, which really, to me, raised my eyebrows and, and made me start believing in the Jazz a little bit sure. more. I, I've been, you know, kind of clear that I wasn't a true believer in the Jazz. Um, even up until this point, up until maybe that game. Same thing for me with the Suns. I sure. wasn't really a believer yeah. until they beat the Lakers. We saw that. Now uh, I'm kind of jumping on board as a believer um, and getting the deserved ridicule of our friend Josh, who's yeah. <laughs> been calling yeah. me out about not picking the Suns in that first round. Fair, fairly so. Uh, anyway, game two, 117 to 111. This game was more balanced, and the Jazz led – for nearly the entire game a, a couple times i think the the clippers passed them but um the jazz led at halftime and then they were able to hang on to that lead uh to the end of the game still another close game game three 
series goes to LA and it's totally swapped. We see a monster performance from Paul George. We don't hear that a lot lately, yeah. at least in the past two years in the playoffs. He had 31. It was a playoff high for him. And the Clippers win 132 to 106. So game four is going to be played on Monday the 14th. I'll just ask you point blank. Like, how do you see this playing out? <laughs> do you feel like you want to change that prediction that you had of the Clippers? Or do you think it's just a matter of time and, and the Clippers are going to catch up and figure this out? Um, Tough question. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with it. I think it's funny because the, you know, it seems, I think in game three with Donovan Mitchell, he tweaked his ankle. Mm. So he's had injuries too. He started the playoffs hurt. So it's a, it's a situation if, he, if he's out for a long period of time, that's going to change everything. Utah won't have any kind of chance without Donovan Mitchell. I'll stick with my pick. Um, I just, I don't know. My analysis may be kind of very elementary, but I just feel with a lot of these teams, I can't just get a beat on them, especially one one thing with the Clippers. It just seems like unless they're desperate, that's when they play well. Mm -hmm. When there's really no, I don't know, each game has stakes, but when their back's up against the wall, that's when they just turn on the high gear. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's not a championship team to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that can lead them to just, you know, losing on, you know, very badly. So I don't know. I, on paper, the Clippers are just a more talented team, but just the way they play, it's very, you know, loose from game to game. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'll say the same thing with the Phoenix Suns. Um, as I, you know, I'll make the same thing with the Utah Jazz. I mean, right now, you know, if you look at Booker and you look at Donovan Mitchell, you know, Devin Booker, I think has been getting a lot of praise. I don't see tons of criticism of him. I think people have really through his performances as well, because I think Donovan Mitchell's maybe performed just as much. I think that Booker's probably had more of those, like, I don't know, what is it? bigger point performances maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe get more media spotlight. But Donovan Mitchell's right there with him. Um, and it's a situation for both these guys. Like, you know, we're trying to, you know, transition out of the Dwayne Wade, um, LeBron era. Yeah. And move into this new era. And right now we really do not know which guy's going to be that next era parent to ask like that Supreme champion. Some people say Giannis, but we, we know what's going on with the Bucks. It's, is it Durant? But he goes from team to team. He's not, you know, I don't think a lot of hardcore NBA fans respect him. I think they respect his game, but in terms of being what the leader of the sport, I don't think he's gotten that respect. So right now, it's kind of like it's it's wide open, basically, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I have my reservations about this series. I will say, I think for the Clippers, I don't. Um, them losing the series, I think it's going to stick to them, especially what happened in the bubble. Like, I think they're going to get immense criticism for this if they lose. I mean, it's, it's a desperation series. Mm-hmm. I think Utah, just because they're a smaller market, I think they'll get left off the hook, even though they And should. they're younger than the Clippers. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. So, you know, with the Mavs series where the Clippers, you know, went to the wire sure. on that series, yeah. everyone was saying – Things are going to be blown up if they lose that series. Do you think the same thing still applies in this series here, even though they're they're one round further? Like Kawhi's out if they lose this series. 
I would say so. I mean, what is this team supposed to be a championship robust, right? I mean, look mm-hmm. at Stephen A. Smith always makes the comparison. He had like what whatever some king jewelry in the car for that whatever stupid new balance commercial. <laughs> so and yeah. look what he's done since then. Nothing. LeBron has a title, even though, you know, they got bounced this year, whatever. You know, even Anthony Davis are champion. What's what have you done in LA? Nothing. Yeah. So I think for him, I don't I just think with this team, they've underperformed with the talent that they've had, and especially where the Western Conference has been. I mean, it should be wide open, and they're still struggling with these teams that are clearly inferior yeah. from a talent level. Just to add, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said there. To add another component to this, I, I think there's a real possibility in this series that just like what happened in the first round, Kawhi might tighten up on Donovan Mitchell yeah. Like by the time we that's get true. to – game four, game five, later in the series. But why is he tidying up on him, like, later in this series, right? Yeah. I mean – Fair point. If you're – everybody's, yeah. you know, he's the greatest player in the world. He's this, he's that. Like, shut him down. I mean, are you a two-way player <laughs> Just or get it done now. <laughs> like, what is – I mean, I don't know why. It's just – I don't know. It's just kind of – this guy's what we think he is. Like, why is he waiting till later? Yeah, hey. maybe it's the load management. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, fair point. I I just wonder if, you know, there was kind of some sort of like emotional fatigue after yeah, that yeah. that first round. You know, I, I don't think that's a great excuse. That's not yeah. something that old school NBA players are going to be <laughs> sympathetic no. about towards mm. these guys. That's true. But, uh, but I could, I guess my point being, I could see a scenario where, the Clippers do have another level they can go. Like maybe the Jazz were already kind of at 100% and, and primed going in for those those first two really close games, whereas the Clippers maybe were a little more fatigued coming in with a longer series. And we see on the back end of this series they really lock in. I mean, it's, it's a bad thing to say about any team. You, you don't want to be a switch-on, switch-off no. team mm. like you said earlier. But I, I could see a scenario where the Clippers do that. I – I still feel like we said last year from their bubble, their bubble disappointment yeah. last year. Like I, I still am not a full believer in this team, but also this jazz team is so young that I, I still feel okay with our pick of Clippers and six, sure. you know? So uh, of course we'll see how this plays out moving forward. Any, any other comments on that series? Uh, I don't. Okay. Uh, we'll move to the Eastern conference next. So, Let's talk about the Sixers and the Hawks. This is a series where actually I, I feel like we can pat ourselves on the back a little bit. I think we were correct in how this this has played out so far. So we have Atlanta worries us this first game because <laughs> they come out and and they get a punch in right off the bat. 128 to 124 Atlanta surprisingly the other thing that we talked about last week is Embiid has some sort of meniscus injury going on that he's going to have to have fixed in the off season, but he's been effective and he's been playing lots of minutes. So game one plays 38 minutes in a losing effort, but, but it's still pretty effective, has a good game. Atlanta just has too much and too much Trey young game two. What, what I said and, and what we agreed would probably happen happens in Ben Simmons gets put on Trey Young, slows him down. Philadelphia wins game two, 118 to 102. Trey Young goes six for 16 from the field, shoots, that's 37.5% 
field goal percentage also goes one for seven from three point attempts. Yeah, I can't do that. So, so Simmons is able to shut him down pretty much in game two. Game three, Trey Young gets his shooting touch back, but only takes 17 field goals. So still still being disrupted because I, I would think if you're Atlanta, you probably want Trey Young shooting about 20 to 25 times at, at least over the course mm-hmm. of the game. Agreed. Uh, and so Philadelphia wins game three, 127 to 111, a little more, or I'm sorry, same amount of separation there, 16-point yeah. wins in both of those games for Philadelphia. Feels to me like – I, I don't know that Atlanta has another level that they can go to beyond this. They are deep. They are talented. But I don't know if they have another guy on that roster. Like with I, – I don't know if John Collins can be enough of a secondary force to yeah. get past a situation where Trey Young might be struggling in this series. So we had Phil, or Philadelphia in five games, and I still feel – pretty good about that yeah we both picked philadelphia in five games i know you still feeling pretty strong about that yeah for sure absolutely awesome and and in those so just to go back to Embiid and kind of i guess this is my biggest surprise after hearing that injury news you know i I thought could be a situation where philadelphia's run is over yeah like atlanta has enough talent that if you're not playing Embiid, no it's true they might run over you but uh, in game two and game three, both, he played 34 minutes in, in each of those games. So minutes haven't really been affected all that much. Uh, I, I do wonder if this is going to catch up for him. I, I'm a little bit worried for him, as as we always are when players have injury issues. But I also want to give him the nod because I I feel like I've been kind of critical on players, and, and I, I feel like players don't get uh, – a ton of criticism maybe from like mainstream media sources since we all love the NBA. We love these guys, but I want to give kudos to Embiid for playing through this. And and I hope obviously there's no negative ramifications for that, but props to him for grinding it out is I guess all I have to say (laughs) about this. Yeah. Um, Not too much. You laid it out. So I, I don't have too many other comments. It's it's pretty cut and dry. The the Sixers are the more complete team. I mean, they got, Despite my criticism of Ben Simmons, he is great defensively. Um, not to mention Embiid being like you know their best player, um, as well as you know Philadelphia's depth. I think it's just too much for Atlanta. I think it speaks well for Atlanta in the future, just regarding um, yeah. Trey Young and you know people wanting to play with him. He's clearly ascended. He has, I think, a Damian Lillard type of spirit. I think you know along with Donovan Mitchell, them wanting it in terms of. Um, him being a superstar in the league, but he, again, can't do it by himself, like I said before. So I think they're going to according to plan. I think the scary thing is, you know, he is playing with this injury. We've seen things happen where it gets worse. Yeah. So your Philly is kind of like best case scenario. Like it's just more wear and tear and they win the NBA title and just have to hope that he's ready for next season. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's a scary thing. So if I'm a Sixers fan, I'm feeling – very scared every time he takes the court. I mean, you, you just never know. It was already that way anyway. Yeah, it was. And now we have it's worse. A, a potentially pretty serious injury yeah. mounting. Um, it's, a, it's a very catch-22 situation. They're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, yeah. In terms of playing. I, I have to say, too, Trey Young has really gone up a level to me in, in his playoff debut this year, yeah, which is a pleasant surprise because I – 
I, I will fully admit I, I wasn't someone who bought into Trey Young right yeah, off the me bat. Me either. That's true. And what I also like about him is is the edge that he's played with too. too. It's if he was playing against my team, totally I would I would be rooting against him. But almost kind of reminds me of like a Kevin Garnett type vibe that we've talked about a lot on the podcast. Not not playing style or anything like that, but yeah. just you love him if he's on your team. That's true. You probably hate him if yeah. he's if you're playing against him. That's true. More so than other players. Like yeah. the the bow that he did at yeah. the end of the Knicks series, you know. That's stuff that, you know, you're a wrestling fan. Like yeah. you gotta love a good heel That's in true. a wrestling fight. That's true. Same thing here in the NBA. Yeah. And I, I feel like we lack heels in the NBA right now. Yeah. It's we have this movement with with the player empowerment movement and and everything. I, I think one of the side effects of that maybe is that it almost feels like the media won't turn anyone into a heel. That's true. And, and, and I'm not talking about unjust criticism or things like that, but like, I think it's good to have a bad guy and a good guy in the league. Like the, the contrast there makes it more interesting or somebody just compelling. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I, I don't mean like good person, bad person, no, anything like I get that. What you're saying, I think where the heel dynamic comes into play is more with teams mm. than with mm-hmm. well, I guess you're right with players too, because everybody hated LeBron and went to Miami. So I, I think you're right in that manner. Um with Trey Young, again, it's it's weird because like Atlanta's not like a small media market, but in the NBA kind of is in terms, you know, so some reason the media they love, you know, Boston, New York, um, LA. Those mm-hmm. are uh, Chicago. So if you imagine if he's playing for Chicago, New York, mm-hmm. it'd be different instead of playing for Atlanta. So I get what you're saying. I agree in terms of those compelling um, characters. At the same time, you know, even somebody like a Draymond who is controversial, um, I don't I mean that cachet that other players had in the past. I, I don't know. Just the league's just so different. Yeah. Um, so so I get what you're saying. Um, I think that the question is for Trey if he wants to be on a larger stage or not. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of his first taste. Clearly, he wants to win. I mean, and it's like it's just, and, you know, these stereotypical things like, well, does every player want to win? Well, I don't know. Not necessarily. Um, I think Trey, clearly, he, you know, this is very important. This is going to be a huge learning experience for him. And I, and I love the gesto. I love the um, charisma and the personality. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, is his future as a champion in Atlanta? I don't think so. Long, yeah. long-term wise. Yeah, hard to say. I mean, that, that's never been a franchise that's no. been a world beater. No. Um, or free agency. Yeah, it really, honestly, has not been interesting since, like, Dominique Wilkins True. <laughs> was in the league. True. I, you have but, – but what I like is it feels like there's at least some sort of identity or culture there. Like we had so many years in the 2010s of – forgive me, I, I'm not trying to rip on these players, but – we had that Joe Johnson, Al Horford, Josh Smith Atlanta mm-hmm. team that was like run back every single time That's in true. the playoffs. Always, you know, somewhere like the four to six seed, even higher at, at times. You had that year with Kyle Korver where they went mm-hmm. nuts and were a top two team, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this actually feels like they have something, they have a core that they can build with now. That's if, true. If they play their Agreed. cards right. Agreed. So good good change in Atlanta. I don't expect them to come out of this series. But I, I think that's just, you know, a, a standard result of them being matched up there against the one seed. Yeah. And it's a, a deeper, better team than the one they have right Agreed. now. Agreed. 
Trey Young needs more time under his belt. But I like what I'm seeing from them, yeah. I guess, is, is the main takeaway. Me too. It's good to see another Eastern Conference team um, be in a, a power position. So. And I think if they keep most of that roster together, which I, I don't know why they wouldn't, then easy to imagine that they could be a top four seed yeah. next year. I mean, they're the five seed this year. You'd expect them to be able in, in a normal, hopefully functioning season. <laughs> they could, they Agreed. could make the rise. Yeah. Cool. Should we move on to Nets? Bucks? Sure. All right. So this series has, mm-hmm. has been back and forth. We have a lot going on right now in the moment it's as you and I are talking. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping, uh, let me talk about the first three games and then I'll have you pull up sure. the, the current score if you don't mind. Yeah. These teams are playing as we speak. And right as, as we started recording with you guys, Kyrie Irving had just sprained his ankle. And I think we do have confirmation that it is an ankle sprain. Yeah. So let's talk about the first few games. Game one, this whole series, no James Harden still. James Harden is still recovering from his hamstring issues. Hopefully he gets better soon so we can finally see this team at full strength. One of, one of my biggest complaints about this team, and a lot of it is no fault of their own. It's been injury stuff too. But we've only seen this trio of players together, I, I think, a dozen times over the course of the whole year, including playoffs. Yeah. Which I I think is just really frustrating as an NBA fan. Like, I, I want to see what this team can do. Um, but anyway, a, a lot of that is not those guys' faults. There, there's been injury issues. It seems like they have had a contagious hamstring issue. I, agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Harden had that. I think Durant had the hamstring issue for a little while as well. Um, anyway, moving on to the games, Brooklyn wins 115-107 to 107 in game one. Game two, total blowout, 125-86. to 86. Pretty disheartening to see. Even Bill Simmons, you and I were talking about this earlier, he picked the Bucks to win this yeah, series, makes, yeah, sure. and it's looking. It, it had looked insurmountable. You have a very ugly game three where Milwaukee pulls out this like eighty style basketball game, eighty six to eighty three. Mm-hmm. Joe Harris goes, I think, like one for eleven from the three point line. Very uncharacteristic, inaccurate yeah. shooting night for both of these teams, really, but especially the Nets, who usually yeah. are just knocking it down That's more true. like game two. Um, and then in progress, I think the Bucks are still up unless it's unless the Nets have come back. Do you have the score yeah, for Game Four right now? Seventy-four fifty-nine Milwaukee. Um, about three oh six left in the third quarter. Wow, and I, I think it was near like fifty to fifty roughly yeah, when closer. Kyrie went down, and the yeah. Bucks have really separated. Um, to looks like a, you could always have a comeback, a fifteen point comeback for the Nets. They're they're just like that warriors mode from the the mid 2010s where they can no lead is insurmountable i guess is what i'm saying but um you know if the bucks win game four here i I think we actually have a series you know you you and i were chatting when you came over and i was feeling kind of disheartened about this series in in some ways you know it's unfortunate that it's due to injury but this does make a more interesting playoffs of course we hope that you know maybe this pushes Harden to come back, and hopefully he's okay to do that. Obviously, hopefully Kyrie's ankle injury isn't serious, and and he'll be back uh, later in this series. But we just don't know at the moment. So let's assume the Bucks hang on here, and we have a two-two series. Can Kevin Durant carry this team to to win 
uh, for the Nets. I think you had the Nets in six. I had the Nets in seven. I was starting to believe the Bucks hype a little bit more, but we still both picked the Nets. How do you see this playing out? Mm-hmm. I think with Durant by himself from a matchup, I don't think so. Mm. Um, I just think the way the Bucks are with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton stepping up, I think it's it's in the, the Bucks' best interest here. And also oh, yeah. I feel – so the thing with the Bucks, they have to realize is, and in, in the, the, the lead is kind of getting closer. Like they, the Bucks have to win this game. There's, yeah, there's no answer answer about it because not only from a three-one perspective, but just from a momentum perspective, they have to win this game. Yep. So them tying up the series, I would say, um, each game that Kyrie and James Harden are out, those those are must wins because, you know, not only for just the series but also legacy too. Mm-hmm. The door is open, and I think it makes for a compelling series. Despite Kyrie getting hurt, that sucks. I mean, you don't want to ever see players get injured, for sure. Um, and I think it makes it more competitive too, because you know, you know, we're talking off air, and it's kind of like, you know, is it really fun just to watch like the Nets just like destroy all these teams, even with James Harden hurt? Yeah. So now I think it makes it a lot more competitive from a story standpoint. Um, I'm just wondering, from a league standpoint, I mean, if you're Adam Silver, is this this is probably bad news right now. Do you really want Milwaukee deep in the playoffs from a, <laughs> from a ratings draw perspective? No. And look at the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, they're LA market, but you know the Lakers. You know they rule that. And Kawhi and Paul George. I don't consider them massive casual crossover stars, in my opinion, in the league. So mm-hmm. I think from a league perspective, you're rooting for Brooklyn, um, even though um, I, I don't know how to really quantify their popularity around the league. I, it's but that's a major market. It is yeah. for sure. But at the same time, it's it's funny because I was watching a video of like the Knicks and just them comparing like the Knicks to Brooklyn. It's just like you know, it's that that team there. It's it's the Knicks. Mm-hmm. It just always will be like the the Nets will be from New Jersey <laughs> for even though they're in Brooklyn, right, all the time. So that that ownership of that team. Um, it belongs to like a different state, even though they're the Brooklyn Nets. So overall, I think um, it makes the series more compelling. And I do like Milwaukee if Durant is the single representative. But, you know, it's a big if, especially for um, Kyrie Irving and James Harden. In a, in a playoff scenario, that's different. Um, they'll want to be up at the court. Or will they? I mean, look at Kevin Durant. <laughs> I mean, you know, with the Achilles. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like – you know, if you're all three of those guys, you have a talk. Do you run it back next year, mm-hmm. or you just try to go for it? It'll be interesting to see what, what choice they make. So, yeah, for sure. I think to your point about ratings, I, I think what you have with the Nets that you have with no other team. I mean, not only is is that market pretty tremendous, but if you are hearing things about the Suns and and how dominant they've been, like potentially sweeping the MVP. I think there's the potential they get some hate watching for the Nets. Yeah. Like let's watch this super team fail in the finals. You know, much, much like you got people hate watching the heat, even though they're playing the Mavericks, which is not, I mean, Texas is big, but Dallas specifically, not, not a huge market. I mean, not one of the top ones for the NBA. The heat did 
for sure. Tons of hate. Oh, for sure. You know, the By ESPN, the heat index. For sure. <laughs> yeah, everything. And I yeah. think with Brooklyn, it's kind of like, yeah, these superstars are together. I just it's a little different. Yeah, I don't get like that just massive, just like, despite all the drama. I, so. Yeah, if they were like the first team yeah. coming together this way, or even if this was like Durant jumping to the Warriors mm-hmm. and, and like the backlash sure. there was for that, there would be more for, for sure. I, I still think there is the potential for the casual fans to, to watch more, mm-hmm. even if they're not from that New York, yeah. New Jersey area. And to your point about this series too, I, I guess another thing I'll add is, you know, we, we don't know specifically what's going on with Harden's hamstring. That is bizarre and too. Harden is a tank. He, this is really one of the first seasons where he's missed with injury time. So it wouldn't shock me at all. Kyrie, you're out. I've been rehabbing this for a little while. If I get the clear from the doctors, I'm going to jump in to game five. Yeah. And in that case, if you have Durant and Harden on the floor, then I still got to pick the Nets mm. to win. So even, even if you just have two out of the three, it seems like, you know, with, I, I thought initially over the course of the series, I did pick the Nets, but I thought, man, this might be super close. If you only have two out of the three of these stars, they've yeah. proven with how well they mesh with each other it's it's almost like a dream team out on the floor together. And and then also credit to Blake Griffin too. He's really stepped up and, yes. and played some key minutes, yeah. played some awesome defense, even against Giannis. Um so I, I think you know this this Nets team is still to this point the title favorite, but we have to see obviously what's going on with Kyrie. And and we're only gonna uh, know that once reports come out about what's actually going on with his ankle, they just showed James Harden in, yeah. in his street clothes yeah. there on, on the TV. We've got that playing in the back. Um, any other thoughts about this series? Um, just one other. It seems from some of the podcasts and some of the their reactions to Steve Nash and Kevin Durant to um, James Harden's injury seems more than just what's going on with him. Mm. Seems like it's more serious. Mm. That's something to kind of keep eyes out for but no um i think i like so overall the playoff picture i like how wide open it is it's not just you know predetermined who's gonna make it yeah it's for a more exciting product and i think i heard the ratings are up i saw on twitter hmm. in the playoffs so so that's a good sign that's good. i'm just wondering you know again we get into the utahs phoenix like you know even philadelphia even as a big market like is that gonna attract the you know um I don't know, younger NBA viewer. You know, MB's you know, he has the commercials and stuff. He's been crossed over on social media. That is a factor, I think, in the popularity. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be enough for people just to watch the NBA Finals. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, I think your worst-case scenario is like Bucks versus Jazz, right? Yeah. That that would be <laughs> the the mood killer, so to speak. For that sure. would be like your, your San Antonio-Detroit Pistons Finals yeah, sure. <laughs> from the 2000s. Yeah. But, yeah, those are my thoughts, and I think we'll have to see how serious the Kyrie – Irving injury is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other thing that I like too is I, I think with the Nets, I mean, yeah, James Harden hasn't won a title. So so there's a little bit of unfinished business there. But you also, even in the Eastern Conference, you have teams that can build their star. And it feels like we just haven't had a finals where there are stars ascending for a while. And you have, you know, if Atlanta were to somehow pull that off against the Sixers, Trey young, his popularity is going to rise. Embiid as popular as he is, as you mentioned, 
his popularity will rise and you'll have a center, like a dominant center in the finals. Sure. I, I think that would be great to see. Um, and same thing with the Bucks too, because there's unfinished business for Giannis for sure. They've yeah. been circling around playoff success for a long time now. You'd like to see Giannis get through too. Mm-hmm. And then of course, I mean, you have some legacies already like with KD and Kyrie that yeah. that'll build on it. Uh, but I honestly, I what you said earlier, I mean, a lot of people have been posting on Twitter about like these five players that are 25 and under and, oh, look what we have come in, all oh, the leagues in good hands. I agree. And I, even though a lot of those younger players won't be made, like Luca, of mm-hmm. course, eliminated in the yeah. first round, his time is coming. Mm-hmm. But you have, you have a lot of talent in this league, and I, I'm just looking forward to getting some more narratives yeah. and more, even more stuff to root for or even keep an eye on. It's, it's an true. exciting time. Yeah, it is. We're in a transitional part of the league, and not to mention the Warriors are out with Clay Thompson being hurt as well. They will be a factor. So um, I yeah. think it's, it's one of those things in which you know the next five years is going to be interesting to see, okay, who, which guys are going to be, you know, taking over as the faces of the league. So it would definitely be entertaining, no doubt. For sure, for sure. Anything else you want to touch on for today? Yeah, I think that's it, man. Right on. Well, that's our second round update for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if you're watching this on YouTube. Let us know in the comments um, what you guys think are going to happen with each of these series. Give yeah. us your picks. Let us know if your picks changed for this. You can always get in touch with the show. If you have any feedback or comments, hoopsologypod at gmail.com. We're probably most active on Twitter. Hoopsologypod is our handle. You can also follow our individual accounts if you want to hear, see some other stuff. They're posted on the Hoopsologypod Twitter handle if if you want to check that out. Um, We're also on Facebook, on Instagram. So check us out anywhere you guys are watching or listening to stuff we'll have content up there we have some great interviews coming up yeah. uh some authors coming up in the next few weeks here yeah. uh, most recent coming up uh this friday i believe um so we're looking forward to to getting that out to you guys and yeah. anything else i think that's it we do have i for forgive me i forgot the author i think it comes out this week yes we recorded it a couple of months ago and it will be i think tuesday um, so that will oh, be yes. coming fairly soon. And of course, you're right. We have um, tons of different authors as well coming up in the pipeline. So I'm um, looking forward to having those uh, published for you guys to check out. All right. Well, for Justin, good to see you in good person, to see man. You too, in the Do flesh. this live. Yeah. yeah. In the flesh. <laughs> um, hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy the NBA action, and we will be in touch with you soon. Peace out. See you next time.